Yeah. All right. Matthew chapter number 10 and verse number 29 through verse 31. The Bible said, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? One of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. I was preaching in a meeting in uh, Mississippi a few years back, and a young lady got up and began to sing a song, and there was a phrase in that song that caught my attention. And uh, I'd heard it many times, but never in a song in the house of God. And the phrase you've heard many times, and it goes like this, a little bird told me so. And uh, I asked the Lord while I was sitting on the front row there, I thought, Lord, is this uh, scriptural? Is, uh, is there really anything to this? And while sitting there, the Lord just flooded my mind with the many instances in the Bible that he used little birds to speak to people. Uh, I thought about in Noah's time, I ask you, how did Noah know that the ground was dry? The Bible said when the dove came not back, he knew that the ground was dry. The dove told him so. Uh, I thought about uh, John the Baptist. How did he know that Jesus was the anointed Son of God? The Bible said when you see the Spirit as a dove descend upon him. I thought about Simon Peter. How did he know that... Uh, he had really betrayed the Lord. The Bible said that the rooster told him so. And so uh, I began to see that there were several places in which God used a little bird to speak to somebody's heart. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 20 said, For the bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. A little bird told me so. Tonight, I want to look at what I call the Lord's little bird. Jesus picked out of all of the birds of the air that he created this bird to emphasize to you and to me tonight as his children that he cares for us. He could have chosen the great and mighty bald eagle, or he could have chosen the hawk or the spotted owl. But when he wanted to illustrate his bird, all, of all the birds that he created, when he wanted to illustrate his bird, the bird that he would call his bird, he chose the little sparrow. And that's what the word sparrow means, is little. The Lord's little bird. I want to point out to you three things about the Lord's little bird. First of all, I want you to notice with me from the text that the Lord's little bird is the least of all birds. That's why he is called a sparrow. The word sparrow again means a little bird. This bird from our text is the least of birds in its cost. The Bible said that you could buy two sparrows for a farthing. This was a very, very meager and small amount of money even in Bible times. As a matter of fact, this sparrow was used as a poor man's sacrifice because he was so cheap. Uh, 
there were many sacrifices you could offer. You could offer a bullock, a ram, a lamb. But if you were very poor and poverty-stricken and you could not afford any of these large offerings, you could always muster up a penny or two and go out and buy your two birds and God said, I will accept those two birds as a sacrifice. Simply indicating that this little bird that the Lord has chosen is the least of all birds in its cost. I was talking to a couple uh, down uh, upstate Georgia from here and uh, they, uh, the young man told me that his mother and father bought and sold exotic birds. And he said they had just purchased a pair of ducks and paid $2,500 for them. And I asked him, I said, well, what do you do with ducks that you paid $2,500 for? I mean, you wouldn't put them in your pond because the bird dog across the way would eat your $2,500 up. It just didn't seem realistic that you would pay that much for a bird, but many birds are exotic and they cost a large amount of money, but not the Lord's bird. The Lord's bird is so cheap because it's the least of birds in cost. Not only is he the least of birds in cost, but he is the least of birds in creation. Sometimes it seems as though that God only cares for the sparrow, he's so small. When the Lord created this world, he created majestic things, large and great and noble. But I'm glad in the midst of all the magnificent and large things, he pushed back and he made room for some little things. He made room. Now, if the Lord had been like you and me, he'd have made everything big. Every bird would have been big. Every animal would have been big. Every man would have been big. He'd been like us, he'd only been satisfied with big things. But I'm glad the Bible said, despise not the day of small things. And I'm glad a great big old God has a heart that cares for little old things. And so he scooted back in his creation and he made room in the volume of it for a little bird to fly in the sky. I'm glad there's room in God's economy for little things, aren't you? This bird is the least of birds in cost. It is the least of birds in creation. But it is also the least of birds in comparison. If you'll notice in verse 29 again, uh, the scripture tells us, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? Not one of them shall fall to the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, notice this phrase, for ye are of more value than many sparrows. What he is simply saying is, is that take all of the sparrows that have ever flown the sky since the time of Adam, and they would not equal the value of one soul of one man that has ever been born into this world. I say to you, the Lord's little bird is the least of birds. And as a result of that, some in Washington will lobby for the spotted owl. They'll lobby for the great bald eagle. But you never hear of any cries of protection brought to our attention for the sparrow. The cats and the hawks and the naughty boys prey upon them. And people complain about how they multiply and they consider them pests. They say, well, they're just little birds. But I'm glad these little birds are God's little birds and he has a place for each 
and every one of them. We were in the Cage Cove several years ago, and a man asked me if he could play his instrument there. And I said, okay, if you'll tell me what song you're going to play. And it was one of the old hymns. And so I allowed him to get up, and it was in in an elongated sack. I didn't know what the instrument was. And he pulled a handsaw, a simple handsaw out, and a bow that you would play a violin with. And he began to speak of how that he, would, he was at a, at a yard sale. And among the items that were laying there was this old, beaten up, worn out, rusty saw. And the price on it was two or three dollars. And he said, I bought this saw because they didn't want it. And evidently nobody else wanted it, and I paid such a small price for it. But he said, I have taken it and cleaned it up as he had and oiled it and fixed the handle. And he said, now I'm going to play a song for you. But he said, I want to show you how God can take that which is nothing to this world. And everyone else had counted it as the off-scouring. No one else wanted it. It was ready for trash. But I can show you how that if it gets into the right hand, you can make some beautiful music with it. And he began to play that. He put the handle between his hand and began to bow it back and forth. And I'm telling you, we, we made him play at least three songs with it. It was beautiful uh, uh, rhythm that came out of that. And he illustrated how God will reach down and take that sinner that no one else wants anything to do with. That drunkard, that alcoholic, and that harlot that the world has pushed aside. And how the Lord will reach down in his grace and touch those little ones. And how he's able to make such harmony out of their lives. I say to you, the Bible said, God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. God tonight is interested not in big things, but is interested in little things. And so if you are the big dog or the big cheese, God's not interested in you tonight. He's interested in those that are humble, those that are lowly, and those that are little. God's bird is the little bird. He's the least of all birds. Thank God. But the second thing I want you to notice about the Lord's little bird from our text is not only is he the least of all birds, but the Lord's little bird is a limited bird. This is implied again by the fact of his size. And then from another passage of Scripture in Matthew 6 and verse 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Think about that. Here is an animal. Here is a creature. Here is a little bird that the Bible tells us that has no abilities of its own. It is one that cannot sow nor can it reap, neither gather into barns. In other words, This little bird, which is the Lord's little bird, is such a limited bird, it has no provisions of its own. God never gave it the instinct nor the ability to be able to plant a garden as you can. And it does not have the ability to reap a garden even if it was planted. 
and it doesn't have a barn nor a storehouse to put anything into because it is a very limited bird. It has no provision, it has no possession, and it has no protection. How limited God's little bird is. In other words, this little bird really can't do anything for himself. He is totally, 100% dependent upon the Lord that made him. Because he is the Lord's little bird. Though he is very limited. Notice in my text that the Bible said that when one of them falls to the ground, he said, your heavenly Father is there. Why? Because the Father's the one that takes care of them. And he said, there's never one of those little sparrows that ever dies, but the Lord doesn't come to the funeral. Think about that. I heard a preacher talking about driving down the road one day and he said he felt like God was a million miles away and hadn't spoken to him in a while. He said all of a sudden a little wren flew into the windshield, bounced off and hit the side of the road over there. He said, I thought about that verse there uh, in chapter, or verse number 29 about how the Lord attended the funeral uh, of the sparrows. And I was looking for God. He said, I just whipped my car around the middle of the road. I went back and pulled over the side. Said, I went over and looked over the top of the body of that little bird and said, Lord, you said you attended every funeral of a little bird and I've been looking for you and I know you'd be here. So I've come to talk to you for a little while. Thank God. I'm glad the Lord's little bird, though he is a limited bird, he is God's bird and God has promised to take care of this little bird. He will take care of our means whatever they may be. I also heard a preacher talk about uh, eating in a fast food restaurant. I won't mention the, the main brand. And he said that a man, gentleman came in and sat down and uh, after he'd gotten his sandwich and opened it up. But he said just as quick as he opened his sandwich up, he closed it back, picked it up with the wrapper, walked out the door and flung it on the ground. It just sprawled on the ground. He got in his car and he drove off. And the preacher said he thought to himself, how, uh, how wasteful. Why in the world would he throw a sandwich away like that? But he said just in a minute a little bird flew down and landed on top of that bun of that hamburger and began to pick the seeds off him. He said I knew what happened then. The man opened his sandwich up and uh, God said you don't like that sandwich. Well, there's a hair on that sandwich. There's too much mayonnaise and not enough mustard. That sandwich is colder and too hot. You just don't want that sandwich. And the man said, you're right, I don't want it. And he got out and steaming, went out and floated it on the ground. Now, the Lord said, now, little bird, go down and get you something to eat. God takes care of his limited birds that are his own. And I'm glad that he does, aren't you? Have you noticed that there are all of those laws? I'm talking about God's little bird. He's a limited bird. We can't do anything. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. And unless you're willing to take that position, honey, God can't help you. 
If you think you can raise those young'uns, God can't help you raise them. If you think you can do anything, God can't help you do it. But if you just realize you can't do anything, then God will do it for you. All the laws that are passed to keep... You do know that there was one at one time in America that the bald eagle was almost in extinction. And they had to pass laws to preserve it. And the spotted owl, they won't let them cut down certain forests because they want to preserve the spotted owl. They don't want it to go into extinction. I guess that's all, all right. But have you ever noticed they have never had to pass a law to protect God's little bird? It ain't never been close to going into extinction. There are probably more little birds that fly in the sky today than ever before. Why? Because they are the Lord's little birds. And he has provided every meal for every day that they have ever flown. And they have found more than enough. They can't sow. They can't reap. They have no birds. But they continue on. Because the Lord said, They're my little bird. Well, I'll tell you, that's an encouragement to my heart. A year ago, just a little over a year ago, uh, the Lord, I'd pastored for 22 years, done a lot of preaching and meeting, and, uh, but I tell you, you go in some of these places and they just believe the preacher ought to live the faith. <laughs> and you ought to get enough gas money to get you back to the house. And I knew that after all these years of preaching and pastoring, but it didn't bother me because if I drove all those miles, whatever they might be, didn't even hardly get an offering and drove all the way back, I had a church waiting on me with a paycheck. Huh? But one day the Lord said, Son, there's enough of that. I said, What do you mean, Lord? He said, I want you to get out of that church. I said, Oh, God, they love me. He said, I know that, but I still want you out. I said, but Lord, what will I do when I get out? He said, trust me. That's what you're supposed to be doing anyhow. <laughs> I was scared to death. I was going to have to make a big old sign. Carry it with me everywhere I went. We'll preach for food. <laughs> My whole wrestling with God was, I couldn't believe that he'd take care of me or he could take care of me. I didn't have enough faith. As you can tell, I haven't lost any weight in a year's time. <laughs> God has supplied every need of this little sparrow, but I'm going to tell you, every need I have is totally dependent upon the Lord. Oh, I still run into those places where they, one old preacher told me he, he uh, had gotten out of a church and he was way up in age and he said that uh, all the other preachers in the community said, Brother Astor, We'll use you. That's the way he'd say it. We'll use you. And he said, they did. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, when one church misses a blessing, God will double up at another place. He has taken care for and exceeded every need that I've ever had. I'm saying, the Lord's little bird is a limited bird, and God takes care of his own. He promised that he would, and he will. He's the least of birds. The Lord's little bird is. 
He's a limited bird. The Lord's little bird is. But you know what? The Lord's little bird is a lively bird. The Bible tells me in the book of Psalms, the Scripture says, and they sing among the branches. Think about that. I wonder how much singing you'd do if you didn't know if you didn't have a meal in the morning. I wonder how much singing I'd do if I didn't even have a house to live in. Wonder how much singing we would do if we were as the sparrow in the provisions that the sparrow would have from day to day. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. Not a one of us tonight that couldn't go home and find a good meal and got a good home to go to and a recliner to recline back in and a car to drive. The Bible says, and they sing. <laughs> I know this big bird can't sing. Big birds can't sing. You ever been around those big fellas that thought they was worth everything? And uh, I tell you, on top of everything, listen to them. All they do is drum and growl. They can't sing. Can't sing. But I've always found that those that sing the sweetest and sing the loudest many times are those that have the least, but they're dependent upon the Lord. <laughs> they sing! You ever heard them sing? You ever heard the sparrows sing, the wrens, the little birds sing? You've heard them sing in the morning when you woke up. One lady told me she had so many of them, they aggravated her to death. She couldn't, I tell you, waking her up so early in the morning. But they sing in the morning, and they sing in the evening. But why do they sing? They don't have... Hey, they don't have a bank account. They don't have an IRA. They don't have no fixed income. They don't have no social security. They don't have no job. But they sing to the Father who for the years has taken care of them. They know he's going to keep doing it. You see, their singing is a testimony that God has come through again. Every morning if you hear them birds sing, you know God come through again. <laughs> huh? The fact that they are alive, you know, God's come through again. They didn't do it, they can't do it. God did it. Their singing is a testimony that God has come through again. Not only because they are alive, but because they are satisfied. You can't really sing on an empty stomach. So I'm convinced all them birds are singing full. <laughs> Man, they're chirping. And all them chirps are chirps to the glory of God that said, I had my meal today. <laughs> huh? That's why they're singing. Their singing is a testimony that God has come through again, not only because they're alive, not only because they're satisfied, but because that they're not even worried about their tomorrows. 
No sparrows die of, uh, of heart attack. No sparrows die of stress. They're singing. They don't have stress. <laughs> they have no cupboards. They have no homes. They have no grocery stores. They have none of that, but they don't have stress. Because those who totally depend upon the Lord don't have stress. They have cast their care upon Him. That's a testimony. If they're not worried, thank God, they're trusting in the Lord. And as a result of that, they sing. Have you heard them sing? <laughs> sing it in the morning, sing it in the evening. But have you ever heard them sing out of tune? If there's a thousand of them, they'll sing in harmony. <laughs> I love to hear them sing in harmony. Every self is a testimony to God's goodness and God's mercy. If you don't think God can, just listen in the morning real good. And every one of them starts to stand and did it again. He did it again. And he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. See, they couldn't sing unless he had done it again. And they wouldn't sing unless they knew he was going to do it again. <laughs> huh? Most of our worrying is in vain. God said he'd take care of it. And if we realized that, honey, we'd be able to sing again. Dr. Van Tabner said worry is like rocking in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do. But it doesn't get you anywhere, amen? I'm here to tell you, God's little birds, we got something to shout about. Let that lion know. He promised he'd take care of you. And he did that. And when the birds sing from now on, let them tell you, he did it again. And he'll do it again. He did it again. And he'll do it again. We ought to sing! We ought to sing! Brother <laughs> Charles Williams said he was down in the Dominican Republic, a very poor little country down there in the West Indies. Said he woke up in that little humble home one morning, heard some of the most beautiful singing he ever heard in his life. Went out there to the back porch. Looked over in a little old creek and down at just a little way and said one of them old ladies is out there in the middle of the creek with a scrub board washing her clothes. And said she's right back singing as loud as she could sing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll tell you, we ought to sing to the glory of God. I'm glad to report to you tonight. I'm not one of the big cheeses or big dogs. I'm not one of the big eagles or spotted out. I'm just a little bird, but I'm the Lord's little bird. Yeah. Yeah. And he said again, if one of them dies, I'll be at the funeral. The Lord's little bird is a lively bird. And all the praise and the glory of God that comes out of him, unmatched. Unmatched. I'm sure some of you boys and girls like me, you like basketball, football, stuff like that. 
You ever notice they can't sing? Making some of them eight and ten million dollars a year and just growl and complain, murmur. <laughs> some little old saint up in the mountains I could take you to and around here and some of you that are here leaving on a meager affair but giving God the glory. I mean, the greatest Christian I ever met in my life was a little woman by the name of Betsy Burleson. Died in her 90s. I, I'm telling you, I preached to her, but she lived it for me. I could see it in her life. She lived it, her life was a sea of faith. I was at her house one day, at that time pushing about 80 years old, very quiet, hardly ever said a word in church. But every word she ever said counted for God. And she said, Preacher, praise the Lord. While I was sitting in her house, I said, What is it, Sister Betsy? Oh, she said, I got, a, got my check today. And she told me how much it was. And she said, I got my oil bill yesterday. And said, would you believe my check today was just enough to cover the oil bill I got yesterday. She said, praise the Lord. <laughs> I thought about how mad I'd be because the oil bill eat up my check. <laughs> But she knew if God would take care of the oil bill, he'd take care of everything else. Let me give you this little poem. I come across and I close. It says, A sparrow fell and no one heard. Nobody cared. It was just a bird. From all the numerous fleeting throng of the sparrows, who would miss just one song? But God leaned down and whispered, I care. Because one of my sparrows, and I was there. God's little bird. God's little sparrow. Our Father, I thank you that we have been able to sing tonight to your glory and to praise you as a testimony all of those that are around us, that you again have done it. You've taken care of your little bird. I'm glad you made room for me. Oh, God, I thank you for that. But tonight I pray for every heart whom the devil has spoken to in discouragement to tell them that it's just about over. Lord, may you assure their hearts that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all they ever ask or say. 